Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Should we do a running order? Should we, should we actually tell the okay, so we'll talk what we ab- plan to talk about? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, then we will, at some point we must talk about fasting. Yep. So that will put fasting, fasting. down. Fasting. Because the Prime Minister's doing it, it's on the front of the Times, yeah. and we have a bit of an insight. Mm-hmm. We want to do the Cameron Let's Go stay in grace and favour mansion. Yeah. And because? Because we, well, because it's, well, we will explain why. Okay, we will. Gwyneth Paltrow whacks things with a plastic bat when she's angry. Yeah. Got to do that. Got to do that. What about rats addicted to Instagram? <laughs> that, I love that story, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, if, you're, if you want to do crazy animal stories, rats yes. addicted to Instagram, we could, maybe we could get that se- a segue. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Did you see the story about sexy Jesus? No. Jesus is too sexy. Uh, uh, page 27 of Tuesday's Times. Uh, anyway, we can cover that later. Sex, so sexy Jesus. Really? Is that really yep. a story? It really is a story. Um, Marcus Rashford. We have conflicting ideas about what the story is about. but yeah, you, We, we have conflicting it. ideas about who he is, is yes, the main thing. I, I, yes, I am. I do occasionally Let's get Let's put confused. him low down and see if we come Marcus to him. Marcus Rashford. Um, Soft drink sommeliers. Yeah, yeah. Some Lapsang Souchoning infusion with your steak, sir. But don't make all the jokes now. Sorry. Or do, because listen, that's now ninth on our running order and we never yeah. really... This isn't a running order, this is just a list of shit out of the papers. Yes, it? this is how. This is where the magic happens. Oh, I said shit running order, didn't I? Have it I said fuck th- yet? No, just don't say... Just, 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 just cool it on the F word. Last week, there was a portion where there were so many F words that I, even I stopped listening. It was just a stream of curse words and I just thought that is going to really put people off. But anyway. you know how people say that, you know, swearing is what inarticulate people do? And I always defend that and go, no, it's not. It's what clever people like me do. Maybe what I should do yes. in those moments... Mm-hmm to blow our running order out of the order is hit things with a plastic bat. Yes, like Gwyneth Paltrow. Which, which Has she confessed this on Goop or on her <laughs> Instagram? Don't or pro- just to promote her thing. I hit things with a plastic bat, so buy a vaginal douche. Yes. Or a front fanny scented candle. Yeah. 
Gwyneth Paltrow reveals she whacks away her woes by hitting things with a plastic bat to release her anger. She has touted many bizarre fads over the years, ranging from jade eggs to bee venom therapy, writes the Daily Mail, which we no longer have in this house, but I've got up on, uh, on my phone. And now Gwyneth Paltrow is lauding the health benefits of releasing anger by hitting things with a plastic bat. Sound effects. Is that yeah. right? I've got a plastic bat in the other room. You don't go and get it. Okay. The Hollywood star, 51, ooh, we'd never have guessed, she doesn't look a day older than 47, has revealed that she has a coach who helps her to express feelings of distress. Mm-hmm. No stranger to trying off-the-wall wellness trends and a bit to improve her life, blah, blah, blah. Negative feelings are unladylike. I was always bad at expressing anger. I'm still not great at it, but it's an important part of my mental health to release anger in a healthy way. I'm wondering to myself, you know, what she whacks. She, she steams her vag and then mm-hmm. gets up and has a pea juice or whatever yeah. and then starts thwacking the shit out of who? Chris Martin? No, it's not him anymore, is it? <laughs> when she said when she said consciously uncoupled, she meant beat to death with a plastic Maybe she pack. gets in her car and drives over to his house. I, I imagine Gwyneth has got a gym and I imagine she does some boxing and I imagine she's got one of those kind of rubber men, or rubber hey? armless men, you know? What? You know, like in like boxing gyms, you have all in. It's more like in like kickboxing gyms, you have those rubber. Oh, men on a spring, and you yes. kick them in the head, and they go. Wah, 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 or she'll up. have a punch bag that maybe she hits with a plastic. All bat. those things she's got, and yet still, it's about hitting things with a plastic bat. Yeah. I'm wondering, is it hitting uh, like the wall? You can do damage. Is it? Is her, yeah, are you there can lots do of damage. Sort of blue plastic scuffs all over her house on things. That she's, <laughs> or does her boyfriend lob? Things in the air. Organic she, pomegranates at her, and she whacks them with a. I think that I think that rage therapy is probably probably actually hitting a ball a really long way is probably more satisfying and better for a release of anger than just randomly like whacking the shit out of. Although a sofa. Ben Stokes, uh-huh. my hero, does that. So where could I column with that? I don't know because I I obviously I'm going I immediately go down quite a serious lifestyle route with this piece but that's a piece you mean imagining the the the, the, the sort of fig scented plastic bag <laughs> made from reclaimed bamboo fabric. no no about the fact that women are just not allowed to express their anger and i was a very very angry young woman and massively stigmatized my entire life for it and only uh, older Am I able when to you finally found a restrain, man who's prepared to... Yeah, the man angrier than me. And also, <laughs> I, I found it within myself to understand that if you are angry, bad things happen. And to this day, whenever I lose my temper with people, it, I, I am reminded why you must never lose your temper with people. Because people really hate angry women. But they don't mind angry men. Anyway, that's it's, boring. No, that's, no, that's not boring. boring that's, and no, that's what's okay. interesting. How, I think men men don't. Uh, your anger failing. Your anger fails. Like your anger fail at the vet, for example. You you know, I I feel that my anger, embarrassing though it is, apart from the time when I got a criminal record, uh, <laughs> generally is a positive thing. I usually get I get. But that's done. because that's because society as a whole responds completely differently to, to an angry man than it does to an angry woman. It, it does. Angry women are called crazy, unreasonable. People really, really don't. It doesn't get you anywhere. People don't like it. A crying woman get, will open every single door. But I'm not a crier. I'm a shouter. I sometimes cry because I've realised anger's not going to work here and I turn on the waterworks. At, at which point I get up and leave the room because yeah. crying people really annoy me. Yeah, well, it's It great. doesn't work on me, I'm afraid. Yeah. It works if my, if my children cry. Well... If Sam cries, it no, doesn't Sam's really work. No, Sam's pretend crying. Sam's pretend crying is quite annoying. But if Kitty cries, I 
drop everything. Any show of emotion, yes. humanity, or interest in the family from Kitty is yeah. so moving. It is very moving. Um, yes, the, 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 she's the, very, very uh, um, self-possessed. Any, anyway, this sounds like a great. Okay, so this is one of those ones which sounds a great column from you. It, it, it would be a great column um, me, yeah. for me to go. No, no, no. What you don't understand about female anger is yes, exactly, exactly. So you can't do that. But but I wonder, I wonder what a funny slash ridiculous angle for this would be. Well, she's going. Her first mistake is a plastic bat. You want a wooden bat. You want a wood. Okay. <laughs> no, Gwyneth. This is how you. This is how you do angry. Um, okay. Well, that's one to ponder. Yeah. Um, what else did you like the look of this week? Um, I think oh. it. I think the David Cameron thing is interesting because we can provide some real insight on this story. So could you okay. please explain? So could you the story? Uh, stand back and also all you social the social media people at uh, Times Radio who occasionally put things up on this is this is the shit that's about to come right here. Yeah. This is the stuff. This is going to get clicks. It's going to get like forty seven clicks. <laughs> Uh, the, the headline in the mail, which we don't get, but I bought once because the Times didn't get delivered. Cameron, let's go. Stay in Grace and Favour Mansion. Is Olive Branch signed? Their Brexit war is finally over. David Cameron has extended an olive branch to Michael Gove by letting him continue living in a £25 million Grace and Favour home normally reserved for the Foreign Secretary. Uh, Mr Gove has been at One Carlton Garden since he's been granted the use of the palatial central London property, which is... Photographed uh, since he split up with his, his wife Sarah, who writes for the Mail. Uh, yesterday, Whitehall sources confirmed, and, and obviously it could have gone back to the Foreign Secretary. Whitehall sources confirmed that Lord Cameron has made the peace offering to his former friend as he seeks to move on from bitter Brexit divisions. Now, let me ask you, Esther. Yeah. Do you think the reason that David Cameron, who we saw last week at the uh, Cockleberry races and is a very decent chap and a, and, a, and a mate, do you think the reason that he and Samantha and their lovely children are not moving into the £25 million <laughs> palatial one Carlton Gardens flat house owned by Gove, do you think it's an olive branch? Do you think that's why he doesn't want to go back? I think David Cameron is a very diplomatic guy and I think that he has seen an opportunity to make two things happen. One, he sees an opportunity to extend an olive branch to Michael Gove, who is very happy at uh, Carlton Gardens or Carlton Place, whatever it's called. And number two, he sees an opportunity to make his wife happy, who will not want to move back into Carlton Gardens. You're saying number three, it's because he has seen inside number <laughs> one Carlton Gardens. I mean, this is some privileged shit we've got going here. This is some 0.1 percenters. It but is, we're talking yeah. about uh, the fact that we have... And listen, Cameron and Gove are in the cabinet. I mean, they, they've got to be getting on. It's got to be fine. People overblow uh, these things. Yeah. Um, but we being good friends with Michael Gove, uh, because largely because of mutual friends who he is very close to, we were invited round for Years lunch ago, on yeah. Boxing Day. Yeah. About I, re I recall we brought the lunch. We brought, so yeah, so we brought the lunch yeah. and I think the wine. I, remember, I, I took bagels and smoked salmon. That's right. I think right. Michael provided wine and, yeah. and our other friends brought some food as well. Yeah. And it was a lovely invitation. We'd had our Saturday. Michael was recently split up and was like, the kids were not with him. And then he was mm -hmm. rattling about in this giant house. Okay. Like imagine an abandoned hotel, but abandoned a long time ago. Yes. You know, probably like four floors, each one 5,000 square feet. Now there are, there is the bot the ground floor is a two, is a series, I think it's two massive reception rooms. One of them is a dining room that can seat probably 40 people and the other one is, is a living room that has a horizon it is so big mm. enormous drapes giant tapestry not tapestry huge oil paintings and then you go up this enormous curving staircase that takes about 
a minute and a half to get up the staircase. And then there's another floor of stuff. And then the top floor, the top sort of 10% of this giant building is a little tiny flat, which is where you live. And there's Michael in the corner smoking a fag. Exactly. Uh, Just surrounded by piles and piles of paper. boxes of books boxes. that he hasn't unpacked. Thousands yeah. of books piled up that yeah. he hasn't unpacked. Red boxes. He may have unpacked them by boxes. now, to be fair. And he know. had this He has this house because it was Liz Trust didn't want it. She, well, I think, she was so happy in Greenwich is where she lives. And yeah. she wasn't, she was the foreign secretary then and it was this grace yeah. and favour. And the reason why the government wants the foreign secretary to live in Carlton Gardens is because security is much more straightforward. It's, David Cameron as the Foreign Secretary. Carlton Gardens, I should just tell you, it's it's in St James's, it's near Whitehall. You can walk to work very easily. And also, it means that the coppers who look after you, and the Foreign Secretary has two at all times, 24 hours a day, it's just way easier for them to guard a minister if he's in Carlton Gardens, which already has a lot of security. Wherever the Camerons are living now, they will have to have security in their private residence, which is just much more tricky. Well, we went to the races uh, and saw David a couple of weeks ago, and there were these sort of handsome men with their fingers in their ears yeah. all over him, weren't they, who we yeah. ended up chatting to. Yeah. In fact, one of them, I, I then had spoken to David and, and, and then was walking out and was coming back in. And I said, oh, sorry, does it make it complicated? Because I'd said to David, you're going to come and bet on a race. And he goes, well, not a very good look with Foreign Secretary, you know, mm-hmm. two wars going on there. Mm-hmm. Just going to sit in the corner. And I then said something to the copper. I can't remember what. And he said, look, just don't punch him. <laughs> very <laughs> small chance of that, to be honest. <laughs> as long as you don't punch him in the face. It's all right. right. Anyway, so... Um, the point would be... Uh, the yes, point okay, so, it's, so the fact is that government buildings... I mean, this is, this is not necessarily that new a story. Samantha Cameron didn't really enjoy living in the number 10 flat. They moved into number 11 because the flat was bigger. The, the living quarters... I'm sorry, they are tiny and cramped and also a little bit spooky because they bear... It's just... It feels... You can hear the kind of the chatter of all the different children that have lived in the flat and there are kind of stickers in the bedroom like put there by So I didn't go to the bedroom children. so I didn't, I didn't know that. We played yeah. a massive game of Hide sardines where my children were too scared. Too scared, to yeah. Just like to leave our side to go and do it. No, I thought it was more to do with the big rooms which failed in ways that wouldn't bother Michael in that they hadn't been redecorated for ages. They had great big, so they had sort of wonky Victorian paintings and yeah. huge and sort of old um, Chesterfields with the stuffing coming out. Yeah. All the stuff which is not on Michael's radar. Is not that he no, cares no, 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 he doesn't care. For him, the, the, it, it's, it's, it's near to work. It's and also, fridge, both know. both Samantha and David, I'm sure, and whichever of their children are still at home, they feel like they've like done their time. In a, it's a government building. Yeah, I, I if I had done time in number 10 as Samantha has done and I finally got to go and live my life in my you know residential street in my regular house that I've decorated myself I you would I you would I would keep kicking and screaming back to Carlton Gardens and I know people kind of think that's that's weird oh why wouldn't you want to live in this great big giant mansion because it's not your home and it's not, and it's and it's giant and spooky. And Michael doesn't care. Michael loves his job, and he loves government, and he loves his country so much that he's overjoyed. Is this probably a window into what Ashaka Murthy thinks about Downing Street? She's grown up with a billionaire with presumed palaces and lives in the fucking Taj Mahal. Uh, and then there you are. There's the there's the. She's doing her best, but you can see it on her face, and yeah. I don't blame her at all. After that extended name drop, yeah, um, Neil leaving as much of it in as he chooses. Uh, do you, is, there, is there a column for that? I'm just showing off about knowing. It's just, you people. are just. We are just showing off. It would be another point. Would be yeah. It would just be. It would be a fun, interesting. I, it's a. It's a. It's a 600 word sidebar in T2, isn't it? I know why Sam Cam doesn't want to go back to Carlton Gardens. In fact. Hold up. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think the dog story is quite fun. So the story is that dog-owning children are more active than children who don't have a pet or have other kinds of pets. So... Could you just do? I mean, could you do some funny generalizations about what are the owners of budgies like? What do they like to do? The owners of cheetahs. <laughs> <laughs> they generally. I mean, they, 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 these children are are fitter because these fucking terrified dogs have been chasing them around, trying to kill them. Yeah. XL bullies and 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 the, the pit bull staff crosses and all that. They, they have, have to eat their ham sandwiches on the run, otherwise the dog's going to get them. What about? Is it other? I would also say, is it fit from bending down a lot to clean up all that dog shit? I don't have think the got, children are doing that. They've got really strong core muscles. <laughs> from cleaning up over the disgusting poo, particularly when they do those runny ones, which they have to kind of scrape with a with mm. a pastry scraper to get up off the mm. gritty pavement. Before. But they mostly don't bother. Yeah. Uh, but is, it, is there not something funny about what, what are other pet owners like? No. Elephant owners. Yeah, elephant They're generally owners. tiny Indian men yeah. with, with, with really, really thin. Who... It's true that African elephants do not generally suffer to be they... owned by mm. anyone. Exactly. Um, okay, so no... Uh, crocodile owners. Oh, um, what are they like? Again, you, this is a T2 300 word sidebar. They're a bit the, snappy, haha. I'm sorry. You even said that. I know, I know, I know. I don't think that's one for you. Um, I don't know. Well, if you, if you want to do animals and the hilarious things about them, I do think rats addicted to Instagram. That was story. very funny. Yes, but, exactly. Do you remember where? Yeah, so, it was? so it's, in, so it's in today's paper, uh, but broadly the story is that they did an experiment on rats where one, they had uh, two sort of shoots. And they both had a button at the bottom, and rats are pretty good at pressing oh. buttons in order to get a treat. And one of them, one of the shoots, you press the button and you got some sugar. And when you the, say you, you mean the rat? The, sorry, the rat. And the, the ratus, rat, ratus, ratus, ratus presses a button, and a bit of sugar comes out with a little kind of tablet or whatever. And they and they and they guzzle that. And then the other shoot, when they press a button, a picture of themselves appears, but not just like a rat of their particularly their face. Is it their face? sucking their cheeks in and looking up at the camera while yes. hustling their boobs into a better yeah, position. Exactly. And boosting lips and stuff. Exactly. While holding a sponsored kombucha. And they found that when they started only intermittently releasing the sugar when the button was pressed, the rat continued to press the other the other shoot that lit up with a picture of their own little face. It's like Ratatouille, isn't it? I can only think of that little rat in Ratatouille. So it's like, it's, it's, it's narcissism for, it is, it for is, rats. Taking yeah. selfies really is a sweeter addiction than eating sugar, brackets, for rats. Um, and it's one of those ones which always asks you, So the rats continued. Test, the but. rats continued to be excited and stimulated by pictures of their own face and not just by the sugar i yes i do with all academic research i do sort of think have all subjects just run out and they're just doing these really weird experiments on rats it Um, doesn't tell us anything we don't really know about when you say scientific experiments augustin lignier a photographer based in paris set up an experiment with two rats so in between going up to young girls in bars and saying you're a very beautiful woman i can make you a model taking her back to his flat and then uh, he's just decided to put some rats in a box. I mean, it's terribly Parisian, if you ask me. It is quite. Uh, but the idea that... Um, the idea that... What are you laughing about now? 
So I haven't seen you for a few days. <laughs> you <laughs> haven't. We were talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, you'd forgotten what a total twat I was. It's great. That's how that's how we can make this podcast just work. Just sort of photographers with rats in boxes in their flats. It's just it's, and apparently it's just and it, to, to describe it as very Parisian just made me laugh. <laughs> it is. I'm just. I now do think you could create quite an amazing. My dad would probably have done the column. As if it was the 1920s when the flat in Paris would be, the, the, you know, there's Hemingway and there's Gertrude Stein and there's Scott Fitzgerald and there's James Joyce and there's Marcel Proust. And they're about to go to Les Deux Margots for, a, for an absinthe. Uh, but they've got to just now I've just got to put this mirror in front of a rat the with a self-timing <laughs> photograph rather than invent modernism and yeah. white Ulysses. Uh, uh, it would be quite, he would imagine a, conver, imagine a conversation, Hemingway. Um, this business of the rats, full stop. It was tried, full stop. It succeeded, full stop. And there's an end of it. Is that how Hemingway writes? Yeah, broadly. Well, that might be fun. In the war, the rats were always there, but we did not go to it anymore. Okay. Page 27, Tuesday's time. Schism in Spain over homoerotic Jesus poster, a.k.a. sexy Jesus. <sighs> yes. Wouldn't mind a piece of that. Yep. Oh, I don't get me an end to the pound. He's got, it's a Jesus in a sort of Russell Brand, he's got a Russell Brand beard and, and the hair. He's all sort of skinny, his nipples are out. He's sort of touching his sternum in an extremely homoerotic way. Uh, and he's wearing just a rope around his waist with some old sort of greasy builder's rags. <laughs> the kind of stuff that you would throw over a table when you're sort of painting the ceiling. Okay, the exuberant realism of Spanish Catholic imagery has raised eyebrows since its inception during the Counter-Reformation. Isambard Wilkinson writes, hello. But has a red line been crossed? The official poster for this year's famed Holy Week celebrations, a.k.a. Easter, in Seville, has prompted a national debate. Wait, is that Holy Week? Yes. Semana Santa. The country is divided over whether its image of the resurrected Christ is a figure of beauty or a tasteless excess of sensuality and homoeroticism. Well, he looks... I mean, is it okay to say he's got a very Spanish face? No. But he looks like Russell Brand. He hasn't... He doesn't look like Russell Brand. What I don't understand is, why would you have a homoerotic image of Jesus? I mean, Catholic priests are not famously turned on by small boys, are they? No. Celestiano That one, Garcia. did you really just say no? You didn't, my awesome joke, you just like moved along. Because it's just, uh, uh, yes, every, the fact that Catholic priests have been abusing small boys for hundreds of years is a tragedy, yeah. and I don't think it has any place in a humorous podcast. Comedy. It's tragedy plus time. It's still too soon. Do you know who I'm quoting? Woody Allen. Um, Alan Alder in oh. is it Manhattan Murder Mystery who's the the brother-in-law who, he's the brother-in-law director who Woody yeah. Allen has to make the biopic of and he's really furious about and it Alan and, he keep, and he keeps saying tragedy plus time and Woody <laughs> Allen's gonna fucking gonna <laughs> fucking kill him sorry so I was just yeah um Celestiano Garcia the artist defended his work and explained why he used his son and the memory of his late brother as his model for Christ those who see something dirty are only projecting their own internal the Irishman, who's this? onto the image. I never make fun of you when you do your dipshit accents. You've really got it in for me today. I'm going to no. use... Where's my plastic bat? Anyway, I thought it was absolutely... His, his face is too Spanish and too modern. My story... How do I extrude a column from that? Messiahs I would like to shag. Fasting? Yes. That's the thing we can probably deliver some... Uh... Back in the news again. 
So intermittent fasting is a thing that's been a big deal, I think, since Michael Mosley wrote his very famous landmark book, The Fast Diet. So the 5-2 was around for ages. And then... Yeah, it's still around. Lots of people still And that was, that was five days of eating, two days of not eating. And then we got... The 16-8 came along. Uh, which was fasting where you don't eat for 16 hours in order to let your microbiome get on with shit and to offset it. It's actually cell autophagia, which is the process of cells kind of clearing out sort of debris from... But it's also yourself. against inflammation because yeah. th- th- this, this sort of went on the 16-8 and then you got people like Jack Dorsey, the Twitter guy, saying that he didn't eat for... He didn't eat until he went home and he, he sort of slept, woke up, went to work and he was more focused... Mm-hmm. The result was the invention of Twitter. So yeah, the, cheers, it's a, Jack. It's a, yeah. on the, it's a swings and roundabouts. But, and I think Musk probably, as I said, that he doesn't eat in the morning. So this is front page of the Times today, today, Wednesday. 24-hour fasts may help to lower risk of Alzheimer's. Uh, mm-hmm. They also suggest it, and diabetes. It's a Cambridge study this time. Um, researchers have found that, that leaving a full day between meals can cut levels of harmful inflammation in the body by boosting produ- production uh, of a key fatty acid. Now that's we learnt last week that Rishi Sunak. So Rishi Sunak doesn't eat between five p.m. on a Sunday and five p.m. on a Tuesday. Or five a.m. on a Tuesday. Or is it five? It's it's a full thirty-six hour yeah. fast. That's quite. I could not do that. The insight that we can offer, much like our boxing there at one Carlton yeah. Gardens, uh, is that we both fast. Yeah. You may be wondering why we are always so kind of lively and intelligent and slim. And it's, <laughs> Pissed and fat and yeah. Boring. Well, not pissed anymore. No, I've stopped drinking. Yeah. So well, I'll save that for next week. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, is is the fact? So we don't. We try to eat as early as we can, and this is every day. Mm. We try to eat as early as we can, which in our case is about six forty-five or seven. Yeah. And then not eat again until eleven. We have we slightly different attitudes. You can't eat again mm. until eleven. So you then uh, you we, we don't. We have I have only you have milky tea. I have yes. black tea and black yeah. coffee and stuff and, and lots and lots of water mm-hmm. Cameron Diaz I, I know last week said she starts the day with two litres of water it wakes her body um, it wakes up her body and she said it helps me go poop that's nice helps me go poop the, the thing is helps that me go poop I say the thing again. is there's so the America uh, living in California where she lives and she will this will be completely normal to just sort of talk openly about your bowel movements but, but, but so I get up in the morning I have smoke a fag and a milky coffee and I go for a big shit that's fine mm-hmm. but okay. helps me go poop oh helps me go helps me go poop so you're you're... She's 54. I mean, it helps me go poop. Um, but anyway, so she has water because it helps her go poop. Uh, and then we, um, I find a, gl- a cold glass of water does actually help me go poop because it sort of goes <laughs> in and your body thinks, fuck, and out it comes. But um, the the fasting thing is like, you then, you, you do feel quite enlivened. And it, the, our bodies are not designed to cope with the amount of food that we eat in a modern diet anyway. So it's a good way... A load of calorie restriction. Yeah, absolutely. But the, but the, the thing about the, the, the possibility of your body healing and the microbiome yes, effect is interesting yes. because there's the auto... You said? Autophagia. Yeah. And then we then we do sleep... Then possibly you would say male, female. Other would say just you, me. But mm. you then eat at 11 and I go, I'm not going to eat until 1. Or I'll phone up from work, fascinatingly. When I phone you up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when I haven't seen you for a few hours, I say, darling, guess what? I haven't eaten yet. And you always go, it's not a competition, not a competition. to see how long you can go without eating. And I go, yes, it is. That's but- why men prefer the 5-2. It's because they can just brag to everyone about how little they've eaten. It's just kind of dysregulated and it's... It's it, it. I find it irritating when you do that. 
But obviously you must, ma- you're looking at me like you're going to eat me. No, it's just, <laughs> you, you know, it's just you said I was mean earlier and now you sound irritating. And I'm just glad that I'm going for lunch, a proper sound lunch with Martin Samuel. I'm quite envious, actually. I quite like the sound of Martin Samuel. I think he sounds like a laugh. I met him for the first time uh, just before Christmas and I, I was expecting us that I was going to meet Hagrid. Yeah, a great, a great bear of a man. <laughs> and his picture byline, yeah. which is, uh, which is it's sort of shoulders up, broad shoulders, Big beard, yeah. long hair, and he. I met him at the uh, the the, the uh, Times comment pages Christmas dinner, uh, and and he went hi, and I looked and I went, you can only be Martin Samuel's son, because <laughs> <laughs> I know those eyes. But he no, he has an annual shave and haircut, uh, really? and he's not he's not he's not an overweight guy. He's he's taller than me. He's not massive. He's taller than me. Right. Uh, uh, and no, but he just had shaved clean. And he just, it was, it's like, it's, it was like, like one of those things on Instagram when they go famous people when they were little. And he was also just sort of giggly and fun. It, <laughs> you know, his columns, he's fucking really annoyed about Really rough, yeah. yeah. England played a 4-2-4. It, well, he doesn't talk like that. But, yeah. but um, uh, he, he's a sort of, he's quite a sort of, he's a strong and angry pundit. And dis- displeased with many things in this world. Yeah. And then you meet him and he's just It's quite. Nice. It is strange as a writer when you meet someone whose personality is totally at odds with how they are on the page. You're exactly the same. You are exactly, and I'm pretty similar as well. And then you meet someone and you're expecting this sort of fun, exuberant person. Who then just kind of be really ranty But enough of Hugo Rifkin. But... <laughs> You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. To find out what I wrote about in the end, pick up a copy of the paper or treat yourselves to a digital subscription. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.